Genesis chapter 2. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth and there was not a man to till the ground, but there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from thence it was parted and became into four heads. The name of the first is Pison. This is it which compasseth the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. And the gold of that land is good. There is the Delum and the Onyx Stone. And the name of the second river is Gihon. The same is it that compasseth the whole land of Ethiopia. And the name of the third river is Hideko. That is it which goeth toward east of Assyria. And the fourth river is Euphrates. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto man to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle, and to the fowl of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found in helpmeet for him. And God, and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof, and the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man, made he a woman 
and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Genesis chapter 2. So this is Tales and Tunes with TJ. That was a tale or specific scripture told to Moses to write down about creation because of course he was not there at this time particularly but when Moses met with God in the mountains surely God spoke to him and informed him what to write because God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost were the only ones there present at this time to determine whether or not what Moses wrote and what we hear read is indeed fact. So because Moses, what happened at creation was dictated to him, he could only write exactly what was told him, but he wrote it in the way that he could understand it and the way that he could put it down into words. And no matter how we pass it down, generation after generation and reapproach this writing, there is not a new creation in the second chapter different from what's in the first chapter it said this is the generations of so this is an explanation of what took place now I just want to sit here for a moment and give a T-E-L-L from TJ so as I said before in prior podcasts I'm doing this because if I can do nothing else but leave a legacy for my children for my sons so they understand what a man is and they understand what a woman is and so that my daughters understand what a woman is and what a man is and I'm speaking this way because these are the terms and terminology and definitions that are in the Bible that are given to us this is something that God assigned at creation this is not something that we can constantly tamper with and create our own things and say that God made those things no he said before any part of my word change heaven and earth will pass away so if this is what he said in the bible days and the earth hasn't passed away yet then his word still stands so to my sons and to my daughters when the world is trying to shape you and mold you and pull you and sway you away from what your parents have taught you and from what the bible says you follow god you don't follow your mind my mind may say oh this looks right or this must be okay or God is a forgiving and a loving God and he does forgive us and love us. But if our behaviors are not matching Christ and they're not matching what the father gave here in creation, then we are in error. So I serve as a warning to my children, to anyone who will listen, that when we step away from what God gave us here in chapter one and chapter two of Genesis, then we're stepping away from what the father initiated from what he created he made trees to serve a specific purpose and when i take a tree and use it other than what he made it for 
I have now perverted the use of of that thing. When I take an animal and I use it for reasons and purposes opposite or other than what the father created it for, then I pervert his creation. When we constantly mix things together that he did not design to be mixed together, we're stepping outside of his design. Yes, it's in man to try to innovate and create, but of course we all know we can't create anything new he's already created. All we're doing is constantly trying to replicate. And I'll be careful on that vein because that's the same thing that the enemy, the devil, that's the same thing that enemy or opposing forces do. They don't create something new. All they do is replicate what's already alive. The Bible does say there's nothing new under the sun. So while we think we're creating and coming up with something new, we're not. To those who will hear, to those who will listen, to those who are calm enough and you don't have your guards up saying this man can't tell me anything. This man, this voice that you're listening to, that you took the time out to listen to, he's not speaking to you in his opinion right now. This isn't this is an opinion in tune with TJ. This is a tale, T-A-L-E or a T-E-L-L based on what is written in the Bible. So no opinions here. In this Bible, based on what I just read, the habitation of unfallen man, man was something glorious that God had created. And at the end of chapter two, it says that the man and his wife, Eve, they were, of course, she is named yet only just woman as far as her gender or her sex or what what the man named her. Um, he didn't give her a name so much as he gave her uh, her race or her kind a name. He's man. She's well man. Didn't say that, uh, you know, he didn't get into the Adam and the Eve part just yet. But it does say at the end of the chapter that they were both naked and they were not ashamed. I want to address that real quickly because there's a follow up scripture. There is a follow up scripture that walks in line with Genesis 2:25, and they were both naked, the man and his wife and were not ashamed. And if you go forward to Hebrews 13 and four, marriage is honorable among all and the bed undefiled, but fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. Again, they're giving not only God's design, but also what happens when we step outside of his design. But let's go back to his design. The man and his wife, they were naked, but they were not ashamed. And then Hebrews Marriage is honorable among all and the dead undefiled. What can the two do together that would be undefiled as long as it's done in marriage? It's honored among people and what they do in their bed, in their private space as a married couple is between the two of them. As long as they're not stepping outside of their marriage bond, inviting other people in there. Basically that I wanted to address that briefly. But I also want to address the other, a few other things that are within this chapter, the river, the, how the Lord made the ground to emit a dew. It wasn't raining yet. So the dew emitted. Know that when God creates something, he creates it self-sustaining. He does not just create something. 
but then he also maintains his creation. And usually when God creates something, he makes it self-sufficient. Take this in the same form as you see a parent teaching and training up a child so that it can be self-sufficient. Similarly, not completely, but similarly, how when he set the planets in motion and in rotation and spinning in a certain axis and in a certain direction, he keeps the magnetism and the gravity and the clouds and the moons and all of how those things move and don't sit still by whichever name we call the forces that control them. God made all of those things self-sustaining. So what I'm saying is the same way he caused the dew to come up to water the garden and the trees. He had his own system in a way so that it would sustain and keep what he created. Of course, this changed later on at the time of Noah is when they first heard of the rain. Also wanted to address something in here where it says, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat it, eat of it. For in the day that thou eat thereof, thou shalt surely die. Now I'm only looking ahead. I'm not going to go too in depth about what comes next. But when God gives something, when God gives a place, when God gives a job and a duty and responsibility, who did he speak to? He spoke to the man. He spoke to the man and gave him blessings and he gave him a warning. He said, this thing don't touch. Now, of course, as we find through time in humans nature, when we're told not to do something, that tends to be the thing that we run to in our nature, in our sinful nature, because while Adam was there alone, while man was there alone, he was not tempted to touch that or so it's not recorded that he was. And we have to take the scriptures as it says, if it was notable that he did, that he had an issue with what God said, that would be noted in the scripture. I am in no means, in no means, um, alluding to the fact that women are the downfall or the sin or the temptation of man. Not in any means am I saying that. But what I'm saying is God gave the command. And at this time, it seems as though before the woman was created from man, man had no problem with the command that God gave. And I am trying to state also to my boys, to my girls, to the young people. When you're giving when you're given responsibility, when you're giving liberties with that liberty or responsibility comes with it, it comes with it duty and it comes with it something that you're not supposed to do. And it's not just so the person in authority can push their weight on you or show you their power or their control or, you know, I'm I'm the top and you got to listen to me and to push their authority. It's not that. It's something about what they said. It's forbidden or it's not for you to touch or not for you to do. Then don't do it. If it's not permitted, if it's not allowed, it's best in your interest to not go there. It is not. It was never going to change God and his nature and his glory and all of who he is and what he does. If man never touched that tree, it was never going to change God at all. Man touching that tree still did not change who God is and what his plan is for man. Never changed. He is still the same no matter what. Take that into right now. 
whatever you just did yesterday. The reason why you feel you can't come to God or you can't get the forgiveness that you know that you need. Some of us, we can't find that calm that I speak of in this podcast because we haven't forgiven ourselves. Well, no matter what that thing is, that didn't change who God is. He's still a loving and forgiving God. And again, I don't want to allude to what comes next, but know this here. He gave something to do. Keep the garden, dress it, gave man task, name the animals and God bless them. And that whatever he named them, that's the name. God didn't go back on what he told him to do. Say, nope, I don't like that name. We're going to edit that. He trusted man to do that job. And then he gave him something not to do. This is forbidden. Don't touch that. And then God looked at all the animals, male, female, male, female, male, female, male, female. Hmm, do we see a pattern here? What did he see about man missing? He's missing that female, something to be there with him as a companionship, something to be with him as a mate. And as a scripture in chapter two says, help meet to help him, to meet him where he is. He's got a job. He's got a task. It's good to have someone to be there with you for friendship, for companionship, for a deep connection does not. Once again, everything that God gave man and on the earth took absolutely nothing away from who God is and his relationship with man as it was took nothing away. Nothing. Take it to today. You find a man and he is purpose driven according to what God gave him to do. Dealing with responsibilities, handling his business, understanding that there are responsibilities and there are things forgiven. There are boundaries and places he's not supposed to go. And a man knows his limitation and he doesn't step outside of that. Well, now that is usually the time. When God looks and says, not looks and says as though he was ignorant to it, but now since man is about his business and about his purpose, now he may be ready. Now, it's not even in everyone's case, but now he may be ready to receive that help me that I have for him because he's already about his business. He's not searching for her as though she's going to give him the purpose in his life. She's not. His purpose is what God gave. A woman is not a man's purpose. And we have to make sure she is not objectified as such, but to be a companion in his life while he's doing what God gave him to do. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. Thank you for joining Tales and Tunes with TJ. I know it had been a while, but I appreciate it. If you could leave a comment or response, go to my page, TJ Sachs 7 on YouTube. Leave me a great comment there. I'd greatly appreciate it. We're trying to get to doing videos instead of just audios. Go to Jamil's hands also on YouTube and drop me a comment or a like and some suggestions. We appreciate you. Hope that you found the calm that you need right now. Until next time.